Set your course for the Hoth system. General Veers, prepare your men. All troops will debark for ground assault. Prepare to target the main jet. Echo Station 3TA. On an Imperial Walker. Attack pattern Delta. Go now. Watch that clock fire, boys. Right now, I feel like I take on the whole empire myself. Target, maximum firepower. Imperial troops have entered the bay. Imperial troops have entered Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Echo Base. This is episode number 182, recorded on Sunday, July 14th, 2019. I am joined by my two co-hosts, Eric and Tim. Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing great. I guess I'll go first. Awesome. Hi, I'm Eric. Uh, I'm happy to be here. And uh, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. I, I could not be more excited just about life in general. I could totally be more excited about life in general. What am I saying? I, I have say, wow, not so been this excited about that, life in general in a long time. So I'm doing great. Awesome. Awesome. And Tim, how are you? Hi, I'm Tim. I'm also happy that Eric is here. Wow. I don't hear that very often. <laughs> That's nice. That's I, remember, so we got this recorded because I got here and I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. At least that was in the show notes. Yeah. Well, I thought you said you were busy and, and couldn't make it. You've had a busy week. I've had a busy month. Well, <laughs> it's yeah, been, that too. It's been a little nuts, but it's good to be with you guys recording because it gets me away from my hectic uh, work stuff going on and I can enjoy some Star Wars stuff. Yeah. And that is always, always fun to do. Um, before we get into our news this week, um, let's just kind of run through our, our ways to get a hold of us. So as you're listening to what we're going to talk about tonight, and if you have any things you want to say, jot them down, and you can email them to us. Best way to get a hold of us in email is uh, echobase at randomchatter.com. Wait, wait hang on. Don't we usually do this at the end? You are just messing me up totally now. I thought we did this at the end. Tim, now we're doing it at the beginning? Smoothly. It, it's kind of like you know, he, last time you know when Eric pointed out that you were saying how great of a transition we made. And he's like, if you state it, you're not really doing a transition. And the funny thing is Tim's been doing this on the other shows for a while. And we were actually just having a discussion about, you know, well, how do, how do we just make it kind of flow at the beginning? And, That's and right. Tim, being, being the smart aleck he was, had an uh, answer, a solution, and then... As soon as you start and it's going swimmingly, he derails you. Look at that. He just he just tries to throw a monkey wrench into things. Nice. It's all that it's all that improv training you're having, Tim. That's right. Cut it out. <laughs> yes, and okay. But uh, anyway, uh, email address for us is echobase at randomchatter.com. You can get a hold of most of us on Twitter. I say most of us because some of us aren't as active as Tim is. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lou Skywalker, that's Skywalker without the E. Uh, Erica, where can people find the remnants of your Twitter account? Uh, it used to be at Eric Blythe, that's E-R-I-K-B-L-Y-T-H-E. And I may even go it back still to is. it at some point. It's still it there. It still is, yeah. Just but if you want to follow somebody active on Twitter, you can probably follow Tim. Tim, where are you on Twitter? At Qui-Gon Tim, that's Tim with two M's. There you go. He is definitely the most active out of the three of us. Um, if you want to get a hold of us and be more active with us on a non-Twitter basis, uh, Discord is probably the best way to do that. Uh, we have a Discord server set up for the for the network. We have some free channels. And we have some pay channels. The pay channels are um, you gain access to that by donating to us on on Patreon. A uh, little as a dollar a month gets into our Discord channels, and uh, it's a lot of fun there. Interact with all the hosts from all the shows across all kinds of topics, from uh, photography to gaming to spoiler channels on the recent movies that come out. 
and lastly, you can actually support us by buying some stuff from us. Uh, we do have T-shirts and mugs and stickers and stuff over on um, T Public right now. You can get there by going to randomchatter.com slash store and see all of our offerings. I'm still waiting for my T-shirt, Tim. I don't know what their holdup is. I ordered one, and I'm still waiting. Can I complain to you about that? or When did you order it? A while ago. Well, you should go into your order and say, hey, what's up? No, they're actually out of the shirt I wanted. Now they're getting me a uh, different okay. version. So it's coming to me this week, hopefully. So next gotcha. week I can sport the awesome Random Chatter logo on a shirt. And I know I need to work on uh, our logo for this show. So. For Echo Base, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's coming. I'll get there. Yeah, you've been busy. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, so what do we got this week for news? Has there been much Star Wars news this week? Um, the biggest thing I saw was uh, some stuff about Rise of the Resistance coming out and when we're going to get to do that in the parks. I was not surprised. Soon. It was... <laughs> well, soon enough, though. Not this week. I don't know. It. Well, let, let, let's cover the news, I guess, and then I'll I'll whine about it. So they released the dates for the two parks, for Florida and California. Um, December 5th. Uh, 2019 is going to be the one for Florida and uh, California will get it January 17, 2020. I was kind of surprised that Florida is getting it before California. Yeah. But we should remind folks, just in case they forgot what Rise of the Resistance is. Uh, Rise of the Resistance is one of the rides kind of experiences mm -hmm. that you uh, can go through at Galaxy's Edge. And this is the one where... Uh, they've shown some footage of this where you're like in a hangar, uh, you know, in a um, uh, 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 first order hangar and that kind of stuff and doing some different things. And they this has been postponed. They, they well, not really postponed, but they were working on this. It's taking so much work that they did not open this when they opened Galaxy's Edge over at Disneyland in California. Mm -hmm. And now we finally have dates on when they're going to be opening this. Yeah, I don't think it was delayed. I don't think we ever had a date for right, the right. opening of these. So right. it was, you know, well, whether or not so they wanted it opened. Uh, it, very, very initially, like before any any of anything opened, it was implied that the two rides were going to open together. Then there was a um there were rumors of a delay, and then they did eventually announce that Rise of the Resistance was not going to open up. It was so far in advance, though, that they did announce the delay that it doesn't really feel like a delay. It feels like it was just always the case because it's been like over a year, I think, that they've said that it's not going to be. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I guess my understanding is that there were some because it is so technologically advanced. This is the most technologically advanced uh, theme park ride that has ever been created, allegedly. Uh, there were some technical complications that required some reworking or some figuring out. You know, it, it's funny you say that because I've, you know, I've been following a lot of the news on this and kind of, you know, we've all seen the video and so forth, but I, I don't see anything that makes this that much more technologically advanced than other stuff. Um, okay. So, has there been a discussion of what's been out there? Or yeah, there's what, been a little bit that's leaked. There are, are basically four sections of the ride. Now, I'm doing this off the top of my head. We have nothing in the show notes discussing this, so if I do get <laughs> yeah, something wrong, I want to point out. Nice I'm job, remembering Lou. this from some YouTube videos I watched about a month ago from an extremely reputable uh, Disney Insider web uh, 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 YouTube channel. 
again, it's, it's a reliable source. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't cite it. I apologize for that. The ride apparently is broken down into four different sections. It's going to be a very long ride as well. You are in a, a vehicle that is a free-moving vehicle, but it's a guided um, as, as it goes through the environment. So it's not on rails. It uses sensors to follow like a drawn path in the ground, whether it's physically drawn or whether it's via like RFID and such. So you ride through part of this. There are apparently, there's at least one section allegedly where it involves some sort of an elevator process. And then the cart gets off on another level. There's apparently an area where you exit the cart and you are escorted on foot through part of the ride section and then get into another ride vehicle of some sort. Oh. And then you go through like parts three and four of the ride. So it's apparently a very long ride as far as the duration. Keep in mind, most roller coasters are like, what, 90 seconds long or something. A lot of theme park rides are not yeah, that short. Long. Yeah, if you watch the video for the Millennium Falcon ride for Smuggler's Run, it's not that long a ride. Uh, this is going to be really, really freaking long, apparently. Mm. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of different things involved. And I don't know if it has to do with the traffic flow, because if you are exiting one vehicle and getting into another vehicle while still maintaining a flow through this ride and it's that long, you've got various potential bottlenecks. You've also got various different potential points of failure if you don't have certain redundancies, like, for example, the Tower of Terror stuff or the Guardians of the Galaxy um, tower drop ride. I know there are like three different cars going at any given time. So if one breaks down, you've still got two full versions of the ride. If mm. they don't have something like that with this, the entire ride could be shut down and, and dead in the water if they don't have some redundancies. There, there's all kinds of things that could complicate this further. It's a big mm -hmm. deal. Yep. Well, I mean, I think we'd rather have them wait and get it right than yeah. have all kinds of bad press about it not working right for the no, beginning. No, absolutely. I, I mean, that is, we've always said on this network, whether it's about movies or TV shows or in this case, theme park rides, wait until it's done. If the video mm -hmm. game industry could learn that lesson, we'd be in, we'd be all set, <laughs> EA. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, wait until it's done. But yeah. that, that brings mm. up another question. I kind of wanted to know from you guys, do you think that they opened Galaxy's Edge too soon? We've got one ride that's relatively short. We have basically nothing but a bunch of marketplaces and a restaurant. The marketplaces have, uh, apparently the stock has been coming back in, so that's good. But for a while now, mm. a long time for an amusement park, they've been out of several of the key items that they've been promoting. And then this other ride keeps getting pushed further and further back. A lot of us were expecting it when Galaxy's Edge opens in Orlando on August 29th. Right. And it's not going to be up and running. So not until basically the new well, year. Did they it, open it's too tough soon? to say they opened it too soon that they weren't expecting it to be delayed by this much. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of wondering in my mind why they opened up or why the big gap between Disneyland and Disney world, as far as the two parks opening, not just the ride. Why was there such a big gap between these two openings? Yeah. And well, yeah, it has to you do know, with my, time my tables. Guess, and 
Yeah. I mean, when you're looking at like a design build type of engineering project, they they probably weren't able to split certain parts of their team. Um, you know, and even if they were using some, you know, other contractors to do some of the work, there's still some of it that is is really kind of can't be duplicated. So they have to wait until one is done before they can go do the other one. And I think it was also a good opportunity for them to basically pilot it in one location get the cobweb shaken out and then have the opportunity to make some changes when they do the second one. So, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with it. I, I don't really see any big problems with it. I don't yeah. think there's a big problem with it. I just think that if they had wanted to make a huge splash, they could have done both of them at the same time. And, you know, not like they don't have anything else to do <laughs> when they're waiting for both <laughs> open at the same time, you could make more things ready to go. Right. Um, I mean, I see your point, Eric. I, I wish they had more stuff to do. I think we said last week that it's really just a place to go and buy stuff and eat stuff. Which and, is great. I mean, well, if I'm going to well, buy stuff cool. and eat stuff, I want to do it on another planet. I mean, let's be clear. <laughs> I'm all good with it. You this. know what, Eric? We also want you to do that. On another I know. Planet. I hear that a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's good that they have stuff, and I don't think any of us would turn down the opportunity to go if we had the time funds and in resources to go. Um, but if you're going to have the, the funds required, I mean, we touched on this a little bit before when we were talking about things being sold out um, for the amount of money involved, like at least that we know, like if you go to Disney world right now or Disneyland, you know, you're not riding rise of the resistance. So it's fair. Mm. Uh, but it, it kind of feels like, yeah, it's a lot of money to go for a, a two minute ride and, some shopping in a cool restaurant and, and in the experience, I mean, you're paying for the experience. I get it. But yeah. You could pay for the experience and like the best ride in the world. If you wait. Mm. I mean, I think, you know, given the choice, I think I'd rather wait till sometime in January, February when the, you know, crowds have died down from the newest ride opening up and yeah. I can see everything all at once. Well, I know yeah. that Andrea and Fred from the outer rim, are going to be going later this fall. So they are not going to get to ride Rise of the, of the Resistance. Okay. They were hoping that they would make it. I think they're going in November. So they're going to miss it by <laughs> like a couple of weeks. Are uh, they going to Florida or? No, they're going LA. to Anaheim, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're out on the West Coast. It would make sense for them. I think they're going yeah. to Anaheim. Uh, and I mentioned that in our Discord server. I said, hey, you know, this is bad news for you guys. And I'm really sorry. And they're like, well, just all the more reason to go again. And I thought that's a really positive <laughs> way of looking at it. That's a great attitude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have that attitude. I know, but again, didn't I, get to see I would and... go so rarely I would reschedule. Right. And people that live in the area, like, you know, another host will remain nameless who lives in Orlando and can go anytime she wants. And, you know, she'll get to go multiple times to see a lot of things. The yeah. Between that one on the East Coast and the other one on the West Coast. <clears throat> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't make us very happy. But no. Um, so, so speaking of Orlando, uh, the park in Orlando does open up on August 29th. Yeah. Um, now, we so, haven't heard anything about having um, the past thing like they did for Anaheim, right? Like assigned times and everything else. No, my understanding is that they reserve the right to do that. But I think that the Disneyland opening was the litmus test for them to mm -hmm. kind of figure out, okay, with the layout and the traffic flow, does it work? And then number two, the things we expect to be the most popular 
do the fans agree that those are the most popular? And so mm-hmm. I think that was another thing that they really needed to gauge how the attendees responded. And so now when they open up Orlando, every they have every reasonable belief that what's popular in California is going to be popular in Florida. It's the same sort of thing. So I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to just open with restrictions. I haven't heard any announcements for it. I think it's just going to be one of those things where if things get too crowded, yeah, we can drop back into this mode. But my understanding is they can do that kind of on the fly. I mean, they can also, they, hmm, they, they can I kind imagine. of just implement it on a day-to-day basis if they need to. I mean, Disney is really good at managing lines and <laughs> managing throughput. So yeah, we shall see what happens. Um, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I am really excited about season two of the Mandalorian. I can't wait to see after that cliffhanger from season one, man. I know, let me tell I you. know. So, so that's the good news that, you know, Favreau is already writing season two. Yeah. I, I still haven't gotten to see season one. You haven't? Tim, Dude, where have you been? Where have you been? No. I, I've been here waiting. Waiting okay. for, for Disney oh. to cash my check for Disney Plus. Yeah, his, his side of Echo Base. Oh, you didn't get the internet. screeners, did you? Oh, you were waiting for the public release. Yeah. <laughs> here's the oh, good Jim. internet outside of the base, though. He, he's he got people coming tomorrow, I guess, to check things out and, you know, don't yeah. have his internet problems. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sometimes the Imperial Cruise is a little slow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the, the good news is, I mean, we have not gotten to see uh, season one, unfortunately, as much as Eric says screeners. I'm thinking, oh, I'd love to get a screener, but no, we don't have them. Um, but the good news is that uh, Favreau has confirmed he is writing season two of The Mandalorian. So this is awesome. He's a busy guy. I mean, he's done a little bit. Yeah. So he's he's what he's he's was in Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. He's got a little movie called Lion King coming out, I think. Mm hmm next week week after whatever it is something like that um i mean i don't know what he got finds time i wish i had his time crunch problems my time crunch problems are nowhere near as fun (laughs) (laughs) um so i mean this is good i mean none of us thought we weren't going to get a season two i think um it was pretty much a given this is kind of their flagship star wars show for the disney plus network um they were always going to have a season two yeah, it, it this type of thing typically is a good sign because it indicates confidence on behalf of the production studio, the distribution studio. So anytime you see a new television series that is already greenlit for a season two, that's typically a good sign. And even with something like Netflix, because Netflix has so many different properties, it's typically a good sign. With this, though, it's kind of like they're creating their own flagship. So unless it sucks... Like, unless the people are watching the dailies and they're like, oh, my gosh, why did we bring Favreau onto this? <laughs> then, yeah, you're pretty much getting a season two. Mm-hmm. But they're already writing it. So the, the good news is that it's especially as, as busy as Favreau is. I mean, he was in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. He's doing Lion King right now. Um, I think he's got another project he's working on soon. The fact that he's already working on, I think the quote was uh, he's writing part of the second season now. That's good. I mean, things are moving Mm -hmm. along. Definitely. I mean, you know, the sad thing is that, you know, we have no information about season two. We don't really have a lot of information about season one. (laughs) So, (laughs) right. You know, other than the fact that we've seen some footage, uh, you know, it's about 
the Mandalorian, and that's really it. I mean, and I'm good with that. I'm comfortable <laughs> knowing that's all we have going in, and I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. The imagery, the imagery itself is just enough to keep me going right now. So I have to say, this is one of the most, ex- for me personally, this is one of the most exciting Star Wars uh, properties, uh, projects, I guess, in a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm all well, over this. This is right up my it, alley. It's so different than anything we've gotten before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm it, very excited about it. It's something that hopefully we don't have the toxicity streaming into from the rest of the fandom because it is so different. It's not about the Skybox. It's not about anything we've known before. It's something totally removed and fresh. <laughs> yeah. You know, Lou, the thing about toxicity in the fandom you know how like thousands of years ago, people would like take little bits of poison over time to build up an immunity <laughs> to it? I yeah. mean, at this point, really, is the toxicity going to affect us anymore at this point? Like, it, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not right. even on I, Twitter I gotta, anymore. I just got to brush it off for this. Nowadays. It's like, you know, who cares? I'm, I'm getting my Mandalorian show. Exactly. Um. What else do we have about the Mandalorian? Uh, now, you have a note in here about we're not going to see IG-88 in the Mandalorian. We're well, IG-11. The quote was, so this uh, this all comes from a recent episode of Jimmy Kimmel. And Favreau was talking, I didn't watch the entire clip. I think he was mainly talking about The Lion King because that's coming out very soon. And of course, he directed that. Uh, he did say that it's all new characters, end quote. That's a direct quote from him. So he didn't really confirm a lot of information, but we do know from uh, past posts that he's made that the assassin droid we see is actually IG-11. It's not IG-88. So I can't say that we're not going to also see IG-88, but we can tell you that the IG-88 looking droid Mm -hmm. is actually IG-11. I'm good with that. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't that attached to the personality of IG-88 anyway. Well, you know, I think IG-88 has been, uh, story-wise, has been entirely removed from canon now other than Empire Strikes Back, right? There was a Tales Tales of the Bounty Hunters where there was a short story based on IG-88, and Mm -hmm. he was actually, Mm -hmm. I think, one of four different uh, assassin droids that kind of shared an artificial intelligence or something, and there was a whole, like, backstory about it. And uh, then the ship, the IG-2000 that Fantasy Flight Games released, they kind of went with that backstory. But all that's been uh, made legends now, so I don't think there is really anything about his personality, but it does allow it to not overlap with Empire Strikes Back, so they don't have to account for uh, any interactions between him and somebody else that may or may not show up. I'm sure we're going to—I think, was there anything about Bosk? I don't know if we're going to get Dengar, but I thought there was some indication about some other bounty hunter that we may see pop up. Might have just been a rumor, though. In this series, you mean? Yeah. Mm, Okay. You know, I haven't heard any rumors about any of the characters, but it makes sense. You're going to have bounty hunters. This is kind of the story to do it in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it would be a reasonable expectation that even if this is about all new characters, at some point, I can't see them not bring especially with Filoni working on it. I can't see them not bringing mm. in Dengar or Bosk or maybe even Zuckus and Forlom. 
Maybe it second sense. season. There's a cameo. There's a yeah. walkthrough or something. Man. You know, something the fans to go, ooh. <laughs> ooh, right. look at that. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll use the Dengar personality from uh, the Robot Chicken episodes, if you guys have ever watched. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. man, how's it going? Good to see yeah. you again. Yeah, they'll Z- use Zany that Dengar. Dengar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's canon. Oh, exactly. absolutely. Uh, it's on TV. Uh, let's see. Um, Cassie Andor series. What kind of rumors do we have about that going on? Oh, Eric? no, no, no. I know you don't like pronouncing people's names, and that's why I put yeah, that you're in right. there. I don't. So that's why I passed it off to you. That, that was a good attempt, though. <laughs> I thought it was a great attempt. Okay, so uh, the rumor is that Rick, uh, how do you pronounce that? Femiro Wara? No, I, I don't think that's I'm even just, close. I'm, I'm, I'm horrible. So, I, yeah. What yeah. is it? Famuyiwa, I think. Okay. Well, that, that's closer than I was getting. Yeah. So he's going to be uh, directing. Well, it, well what's he done before? Well, uh, Rick Famuyiwa, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, he is, uh, according to the article on, I think it was theforce.net, and this news comes via them from discussingfilm.net. He's known for Our Family Wedding, and um, there's one other thing in here that was a typo, and I don't know what it is now, but I had not heard of either of those projects, so I don't know. Okay. I I don't know what those are. Now, he is expected to be directing Past Midnight, which is a Netflix project by the Russo brothers, and it will uh, be starring Keanu Reeves playing a superhero. So that's no small thing. And he's also apparently directing two episodes of The Mandalorian. Now, he's not officially signed on to this yet. Rumor has it that he's been made an offer and he is in early talks to direct an undisclosed amount of episodes. So he's currently in talks with the studio as to whether or not he's going to accept the offer. Okay. He's got a bunch of stuff in announcement stage, but not a lot of directing credit. Um, Brown Sugar, The Wood, Dope, Our Family Wedding. Dope. Yeah, That's the one of... that I had in here that was a typo. I don't know why that came up wrong. So not a lot of stuff I've seen. No, nothing I've seen. But, so, I mean, hey, he's doing a couple of episodes of The Mandalorian, so he's got some work under his belt with working with Baloney and... Favreau and probably Kathleen Kennedy. Like there's some, he's sure. already and, kind of got his foot in the door. Yeah. And, and no matter what his street cred is, I think that if he's doing multiple things across the star Wars shows, I think it's going to bring some continuity to it. That's going to make us feel better about these shows. I think at least right. I will, you know, if he's done some Mandalorian stuff and we like that, and then all of a sudden he's going to be doing some Cassie and indoor stuff. That's yeah. good too. It'll keep be that some continuity consistency going. and approach. Yep. And I mean, if the Russo brothers, are, are tapping him for one of their projects. I mean, they're, they're looking for people to help them get off the ground a little bit and make a name for themselves. So, you know, hopefully yeah, the Russo brothers will, big. will yeah. become. They really need to get some good, good movies under their belt to right. help get their name stature, you know. Improve. Yeah. Not that MCU crap, but like some real <laughs> know, stuff. Yeah. Make some money, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, let's see here. So, um, we are on the verge of having San Diego Comic-Con, but next up for us is 
you know, D23 really, as far as this kind of stuff goes. That's just focused on Disney stuff. Which um, is why I've never really cared about it much in the past. Until now. Until now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yep. For me, it's like, yeah, D23, D- D- okay, whatever, you know. But now that they own some small properties like Star Wars and Marvel, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm paying more attention to D- D23. Yeah. So, I mean, even with Marvel, um, it used to be that, you know, uh, Hall 11 or Hall H, was it? Hall and, H. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was a big deal. San Diego Comic-Con, that was always the big Marvel thing. And D23 was just kind of, uh, hey, we also have this. And that was it. Yeah. But, you know, it, this is kind of reminding me of the way Apple's done things. They pulled out of a lot of other conferences to do their own stuff. They don't right. care about other people's time frames and timelines. And now Disney's doing the same thing. Let's do our stuff in our own pool, in our own playground, and we're going to show you what we have. You guys come to us instead of us going to you guys. So they have a lot more control over this. Um, so at D23 is in August. Um, there's a Disney Plus panel on August 23rd. That'll be the Friday. Um, in um, in Hall D23. Ha-ha. Is that like their main hall, I guess? I'm assuming. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like if, if you have to go to another panel at, at hall D 24, does that mean it's like outside of the, maybe like it maybe. doesn't count, but this is where we're going to get the sneak peek of the Mandalorian. So we had that early preview stuff, um, at celebration of Chicago. This will hopefully be some footage and some scenes and some, uh, you know, more stuff to get our, our appetite peaked for this. Yeah. There's also going to be a Lucasfilm Pavilion for the first time at D23. They've never actually had one there before. So this will be kind of on the show floor, um, showing off all their wares and toys and exhibits and armor and all kinds of good stuff. I, now, I, we got to watch our audience here, Lou. When you say toys, uh, we, we don't mean like actual toys, though. Because oh, I know there's some yeah. people whose ears perked up just now. And say, Wait, what? Sure. Collectibles? You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, well, no, we, they may be show off showing junk. some collectibles. They may be showing some collectibles. Uh, uh, you know, never maybe. Know. I don't know. So to be clear, the vendor, not the vendors, the licensees mm-hmm. uh, don't really do D23. They do San Diego Comic-Con. So right. Hallmark, Funko. Oh, so they don't have a show floor like them? Oh, Hasbro, okay. et cetera. Like they don't have any presence at D23. D23 is exclusively uh, Disney. Okay. So, I stand corrected. I mean, that's my interesting. I've not, I've never been there. I mean, Lizzie might be a better. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that she's ever been to a D23 either. What? Um, yeah. She is I going know. to San Diego comic-con uh, okay, this year. Yep. So we will be getting, that's a great thing. She's going to be going for, oh, yeah. um, she does some work for the Marvel report uh, as well as obviously being on uh, random chatter and guardians of the MCU. So she is going to be, uh, having quite a uh, Marvel focus while she's there. And hopefully we're going to be getting some great info from her. I wonder if Carrie has ever been to D23. I don't know. It's a good I question. I think she's that into Disney specific stuff. Yeah. You'd really but... have to be just, I mean, because they really haven't right. done much Star Wars or Marvel stuff there. Right. It's been very just kind of traditional Disney focus. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So they released a photo on Instagram. I think it was earlier last week showing, uh, was it six or seven different stormtroopers 
and that was kind of the lead in for this where they're showing the evolution of the stormtroopers through all the movies. Mm-hmm. Leading up to, of course, the big reveal this week on Instagram and everywhere else of the Sith Trooper. Yon. I know. <laughs> it's red armor. It's a little bit different. I'm, I'm sure we're getting all hate mail now from um, a lot of customers. But, it, I mean, it looks cool, but it doesn't look all that different to me to say, yeah, I'm really excited about the Sith Trooper. There are some people but, who are a little upset about this in the context of Cardinal. Well, yeah. So he, here, the here's the thing. We... Right. We had Cardinal from the Phasma novel who wore, as far as we know, a red armor, basically a red version mm-hmm. of Phasma, of, right. of her arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had from um, Resistance, Major, Major somebody. I cannot think of his name. Clearly, you guys can't either. Okay. Uh, he's a trooper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he was with the First Order. He was in the... Um, the resistance, uh, the first season of the animated show. Oh, 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 right. Resist- when you're saying the resistance, I'm thinking, oh, the, the group. yeah, no, sorry. You're talking yeah, about the, the television the, series. Okay. I, yes, I think yes. I remember who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he was the pilot. Okay. Uh, and of course, you know, a lot of folks, if you've been to a con, um, especially Star Wars celebration, you're probably familiar with hip hop trooper who really was the original yeah. Red Stormtrooper. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. And I'm, he's not I'm just in episode nine there. with the other Sith Troopers, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, you know, lots of love and, and credit to uh, to Hip Hop Trooper. Yes. So, yeah. Who I, I think really does it best. Yeah. I did see, it was a meme on Instagram today of, you know, anticipation for the Sith Trooper. And they showed, you know, the close-up of the armor. They said, in reality, that's what we're going to get in the movie. And it was that scene, like a huge scene of a hangar with like thousands of stormtroopers and then the one red guy, like really tiny in the back. <laughs> and that's what we're going to see in the movie. Because we're all excited about him now. We're going to, he's going to walk across the screen and that's it. We're not going to see him. And then he'll confront Finn and then he'll fall down a shaft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he'll, he'll die in a, you know, seven and a half second conflict. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just, if, if, Anything, I mean, that has certainly been one of the disappointments of the uh, sequel trilogy here is, I mean, Phasma obviously was just really kind of a big bummer. And, you know, presumably we are going to see the Knights of Ren finally. We will. Are are the Sith Troopers going to be like their own army? Are they actually directly affiliated <laughs> with the First Order? I mean, are, their are armor you actually looks very asking First me, Tim, Order, or are you wondering? I, I, I'm, I'm, Tim, I'm don't, don't ask these him because he'll there. start saying spoilers, and we don't want that. I, so without I, spoilers, I, I'm just throwing these out there. I mean, are, are are the Knights of Ren directly part of the First Order, or are they kind of Kylo Ren's own thing? But now that Kylo Ren is kind of in charge of the First Order, maybe they are. I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of questions that kind of spin mm. through my head with this, and I'm 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 interested in knowing more. I'm you know I'm optimistic you... about it, but I still I mean, really, the reveal of these Sith troopers was just fell very flat on me. I based th- this is not a spoiler anything. I would expect not to expect too much from the Sith troopers. Uh as for the Knights of Ren, I think it would be fair to consider them an analogy to um, 
like a Jedi Knight Academy where the Jedi mm. are affiliated with the New Republic, but they're kind of their own thing. They're a religious order, right? Mm. And, and a, right. a monastery of sorts. And I think it's it's fair to make the assumption that the Knights of Ren are more of their own little... Uh, I use the term monastery loosely, but they're their own philosophical slash theological sect that is not military based. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 But, you know, before you delve into that too much, I mean, in terms of the Sith Trooper, as far as the name goes, I, I think I have more problems with the name than I have with another red armored trooper. You know, it's like, to me, it doesn't make sense that we have a Sith trooper. I'm using the whole air quotes thing there. Uh, and, and Eric's smiling, I can see it, because I think he knows some spoilers, and he's really wanted to delve into this, and I know he's not going to be able to. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it just, it bothers me, and I, I can't wait to see how they play this out, but I have a feeling it's going to be a non-starter. We're not going to get a lot out of this. Again, this is not spoilers. I don't know. But... I am walking into this with zero interest in the Sith Troopers and I'm going to ignore them until they show up on screen. And then hopefully I can say, oh, that's really cool. And then move along. I think I speculate again, not spoilers. I speculate that if you focus very much on this whole Sith Trooper thing, then you're, you're getting all worked up about something that's not. I mean, like, look at the tank trooper in Rogue One. Look at that uh, speeder bike guy at the beginning of Solo who had like eight seconds on screen before his bike hit something in that chase scene <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. Like the Sith Trooper <laughs> might get a little bit more airtime than that. But I mean, when they leak stuff like this so early on, it's it's always yeah. frivolous little things. I mean, look at Zuvio. Like even if he was going to be in the movie. <laughs> who? Yeah. Yeah. He would have had you know, like a, a tiny walk-on card in the background. Like these guys, yeah, they're there. And if you like the design, great. And if you want to cosplay as them, great. If you're expecting them to be a major story point, I mean, it look back in, in past history. That never would have really been a thing. Right. But to me, I mean, the name means more right. than the, you know, because like right. you talk about the, you know, the, the, Very true. the biker cop guy and the tank troopers and stuff and the shore troopers. Those are cool armors. Well, and the mud troopers in, are in mud, right? And the snow troopers yeah. are in snow, and the the biker it, troopers the are on trooper, bikes. So if this is Sith a trooper? Sith trooper, where are the Sith? Yeah, those all make sense. The Sith right. trooper to me doesn't. That, that's my point. Yeah. Right. No, I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> yep. And of course, the mud troopers are ultra cool, anyway. So uh, yeah. yeah, the mud troopers are the best. Take a yeah. shower. Just and really. <laughs> hey, at least they're not sand troopers. So I like it already compared to the sand troopers. I'll, I'll give you that. They're a step up. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Did you see uh, the, so the more... little meme thing? I just got to throw this in here. Did you see the meme thing going around? And it's the shot at the end of, of Rogue One where Darth Vader is coming down the hallway and there's the, there are the guys on the Tanavi for, and the one guy says, okay, he's here. Open the ceiling doors. And they open and this big pile of sand drops down in the middle of, of the hallway, Darth Vader's just standing there like, well, now what do I do? Because it's sand, right? <laughs> I did not see that. I did not see oh, that. Oh, it's awesome. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But they don't know who he is, so. They were using the force. Okay. Yes. 
so one final thing about um, D23 is now this is where we're going to be you know, rumored to be getting our trailer uh, for episode nine. Yeah. As opposed to the teaser. So, yeah, wait a little longer. I was really hoping for it this month. Yeah. At San Diego. Now it's August. Eh, you know, another month, not that big of a deal. But Yeah, I know. But now we're getting to that point again where the longer they wait, the more the marketing starts to reflect solo. And yeah, but we haven't had not a problem. rumors of bad things happening. So, yeah, you know, that's I, true. And we did get this a doesn't worry me. This doesn't so, worry me. We got a teaser yeah. at, at a designated time. I mean, yeah. I don't It'll think anybody okay. didn't think we were going to get it at Celebration Chicago. That made sense. That, that, don't worry. You, you have little faith. Yeah, it, it's um, allegedly the reason for this delay is the reshoots. Apparently there were some footage, uh, some shots in the reshoots that whoever's making the trailer decided they wanted to use. Mm-hmm. And so that delayed the trailer. Now, what I did not know until I just heard, I think earlier today, in fact, and I haven't got this confirmed. This is from a source that is reliable about enough stuff, but every now and then they, they miss things. So apparently the reshoots are continuing through September. Wow. Uh, that's, knew- that's quite a while for reshoots. Yeah. Now, and keep in mind that they started reshoots, what, two, three weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. But, uh, you know, it could just be scheduling, you know, talent schedules, that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. The, yeah, the, different pushing locations. This out. I wouldn't read anything bad into that. Oh, um, no, and, I, and, I definitely don't either. I mean, when when you have really kind of such an epic movie and you have a lot of stuff going on with it. Yeah, like you said, scheduling and different locations and that kind of stuff. And, you know, people have already gone on since principal photography ended a while ago. People have gone on to other projects. Right. So trying to get a hold of them to come back and they might be shooting their new project down in Argentina and, oh, hey, we need to get you back to Pinewood in London for three days to do these reshoots. And, right. you know, there's a lot of coordination that that goes on there. And, hey, maybe what they were, you know, they had a set or vehicles or something that they need in Pinewood, but those have already been created and shipped back to uh, LA. And so they now need to get those back out and re so all these things happen. Yeah. I'm definitely not concerned with it. It just seems like a long time, but well, here's another fact. It's not a reason for concern for me. Abrams did episode seven and Abrams is doing episode nine again. And in episode seven, we got that flashback sequence with Ray. Right. Mm -hmm. So that little brief montage had multiple different sets, multiple different locations. Uh, several different characters. You had the Knights of Ren, you had Luke and R2, you had a building that was on fire, you you know, and that was just Mm -hmm. a few seconds. We Mm -hmm. have been told through different interviews in the press and stuff like that. This is part of the official stuff that's been said publicly that we are going to get the actual story on what, who Ray's parents are and what that whole thing is about. Uh, So either they're going to show up or there's going to be some flashback stuff. And apparently we are going to learn more about Snoke, which at this point, unless he was a force projection in episode eight, which I'm still not ruling out, then that's going to involve flashbacks. And Abrams did flashbacks before. And if he's trying to tie in all three trilogies, which is apparently what he's trying to do, 
there could be a more extensive use of flashbacks in this. And that involves two different things. Number one, like I said, possible montages of a bunch of different locations at once, combined with mm -hmm. the fact that as they're doing the story and making a rough edit and things like that, they're going to come up with other things and say, you know what, that thing doesn't really work, but let's do this instead. So it's right. not even that there are bad scenes that they need to redo. A lot of times either they need things from different angles, or in this case, it could just be, hey, you know, it'd be really cool if we did a flashback to like, I don't know, yeah. Watto's garage or something. So now they're going to have to go and rebuild that. They're going to have to get Hayden Christensen and, and Natalie Portman. Like they're going to have to jump through a bunch more hoops if there's something small that they want to add. And they won't let production dissuade them from doing that because this is the last, the last episode in the saga. So right. they come up with an idea they think is good. Right. They're going to do right. whatever it takes to make it happen. So yeah, no one at, at Lucasfilm is going to go, no, we don't have the budget for that. We're not right. going to shoot that initial scene. We're not going to, you know, just don't worry about that part of it. We'll just, yeah. You know, yeah, no, it's not going to happen No. So that's so, really exciting. I mean, I, I am excited that they're still working on this through September. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, well, like Eric plus, said, I think if, if they're finding new things, they said, oh, let's try this instead. Yeah, I'm all for that, too. Well, and reshoots also have smaller production, uh, fewer people involved. And if you want to do a I am your father moment. Right. Which Abrams is uh, likely to do at least one, if not a few. It would be great to make that happen during reshoots when there are fewer potential leaks and it's closer to the movie's release closer date. Closer to release date. Yep. Right. Yeah. Not okay. a big surprise. Okay. No, no, I think that's good. Um, now, there's been rumors about other um, flashback stuff going on, right, Eric? Yeah. So this um, is the point where I wouldn't consider this stuff spoilery, but for those who are sensitive and don't want to know any possible themes, even about what may or may not happen, this may be where you want to duck out for this episode. Is there anything else we plan to discuss this episode or is this pretty much the last item we've got? I think this is pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. So this may be where people might want to duck out. Again, I don't think this is a spoiler. It does not tell you anything about the story. It does not. But if you're sensitive and you want everything to be a surprise, then thank you for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week. You know, it's all good. But uh, during the reshoots, um, one of the things that we know that they've already said is that they have unused footage of Carrie Fisher. And that they have been trying to use that to work it into uh, different scenes throughout episode nine. And yes, they are doing flashbacks. And again, Abrams apparently wants to kind of tie things back to the original trilogy and even the prequel trilogy. And so in the reshoots, apparently they were going to bring Harrison Ford in and have him do some green screen work mm -hmm. so that they could edit together a scene between him and Carrie Fisher that apparently was going to revolve around the birth of Ben. And this would kind of bookmark the, or bookend the birth of Luke and Leia. This was going to be a similar mm -hmm. sort of thing, and it would be the birth of Ben. But mm -hmm. apparently, and so they would de-age the characters and, or the actors. And uh, news have has just come out that that scene had to be cut because apparently 
the footage they had of Carrie didn't quite flow the way they wanted it to in that scene. So I think apparently the scene was a good idea and they liked it, but it's just mm. what they had to work with wasn't going to be good enough. Now there's no word on whether they're still going to use Harrison Ford for anything else. There's a lot of speculation about it, but there's not been any firm details on mm -hmm. it, nor do we know if those specific shots of Carrie will be used elsewhere. So it's got to be tricky, you know, with with trying to use what they have of Carrie. Yeah. Inserting I mean, her into it's... different scenes and stuff. And they've got to remove, like, if it wasn't done on green screen previously, then they've got to remove the background for each one of the shots and then have the other actors uh, composited in over green screen. And sure. then does the dialogue work? Does the movement work? You can't go back and shoot her from a different angle. You can have a no. stunt person come in and shoot them from the back, but... Mm -hmm. It's got to be yeah, hard. It, it, and it, it's got to be hard in that respect. And it's got to be hard to make this movie to bookend everything and wrap everything up in yeah, this yeah. one film and get it right. And, uh, you know, I think it's critical they get this right because there's people have been, you know, <laughs> there's people been unhappy with the last two movies we had. So, uh, you know, I mean, getting this right, I think, is huge. And, I mean, talk about pressure. Well, yeah, how do you define not, right? Well, exactly. Well, we all define it differently, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they and, need and to make something that they're happy with and the fans are going to be happy with. Yeah. And telling the entire story and not leaving a lot of loose ends here and there uh, because you don't have another trilogy to, to work with this, right? This is it. Not yeah. regarding the and Skywalkers, it, now. It, and yeah. it's interesting, Eric. I mean, you, you know, you, you mentioned, and I know it was just kind of a, a litter of example of Watto's junk shop. But really, in terms of it bookending, I'm not saying that there have to be episode one flashbacks. Uh, all of Jar Jar would be great. Um, <laughs> it, th there does kind of need to be a connection. And again, even, yeah. even if it's not a flashback or a direct reference, you still want to. You're, you're closing out the last chapter of nine. You have to have something that does make sense in terms of a full continuity. It's not just because it's not just closing out these last three chapters It's closing out everything. Yeah. Right? There has and to be I an think, acknowledgement at least. Yeah. I, I, I think that, and, and I'm, I'm not one for catering to what fans want, but really I do think the fans are going to want to see something that has connective tissue of everything. So then there's got to be that balance between it's not merely fan service. As you said, there's a connective tissue. It is all one saga and it does mm -hmm. need to flow. It does need to make it so the early stuff had meaning. When you are reading a book or watching a standalone movie and there are three acts, the stuff that happened in the first act isn't irrelevant throughout the rest of the story. Right. And yet on the flip side of that, it does merely become fan service if it's referenced and uh, brought up, but not in a way that continues to further the story. So you've yeah. got to find that balance of actually making that stuff mean something to this story, not just have it be cameos or references or, Hey, remember that one time back on Naboo? No, it can't mm. be that. Right. It has to mean something to what's going on. That's the trick. That's what we are going to see whether Abrams can pull off. 
And yeah. I don't know how to. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, if I knew how to, I'd be making movies myself. Right. <laughs> none, of us, none of us have that skill. Um, you know, this thought came to me as we were talking about this. What do we think the runtime is going to be for this last movie? Two and a half. I mean, just, just pure speculation. You think two and a half? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'd agree with that. I think it's going to be loaded with content. Uh, there are going to be things that they're going to have to cut. But again, it's the last movie. Uh, What's the longest in the, the um, market has been able movies. to support longer movies. I think the longest one wasn't episode eight, the longest so far. I mean, seven and eight, I think were both longer than anything that had come before. That does sound right. I don't think Solo and Rogue One were as long. No, no. no I'm just talking about just the nine, you know, movies. Yeah, I'd have to it look it up. It would make sense. This is but... the longest of the bunch, I would think. Yeah, makes sense and, to and me. And there's so much to to wrap up. On the flip side, there's also a, a business consideration of you have a, a time window for your movie to be in the theaters and make money. You can do whatever you want on home video, but when you are in the theaters, you have X number of weeks and you have contracts with the theaters where for the first week you will show it on a min minimum of X number of screens. And sometimes that's two mm -hmm. weeks, et cetera. And that, that drops off over time. So from a business point of view, the longer in duration your movie is, if you have a four hour movie, yeah, you might only have four or five showings in a given day where if you have an hour and a half long movie, you could get, I, I'm not going to do the math, but like nine or 10 showings in a given day per screen. Right, right. So that's <clears throat> a big factor too. I think anything over two and a half hours, you start to see diminishing returns. And yeah, we've got things like Endgame was over two and a half, wasn't it? Endgame was three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So there are exceptions, obviously, but they're few and far between. And episode nine might be an exception, but I'm going to say it's going to be at least two and a half. It could be 245, but I don't think it's going to be longer than that. That's okay. so risky. Yeah. I mean, you're right. For that one reason, you're right there. From a business standpoint, you can't show it as often, but I'm kind of still hoping for a two and a half to three hour movie, you know, somewhere, somewhere over two and a half. Because yeah. I want as much content as I can get. Yeah, I don't I'm hoping for rush anything. <laughs> you know, I'd like it to be as long as they can make it to give us a story we really want and deserve, I guess. I agree. I'll tell you what, if it's less than two and a half, I'm going to be disappointed. And if it's close to two, I'm going to be annoyed. Yeah, I don't think they'll do yeah. that. Yeah, I, I think it's going to fall somewhere between two and a half and three. Um, and, and I, I, I think there's definitely going to be plenty of content and story for them to fit in there. Uh, but it really comes down to even, you know, back in episode four, George Lucas's strength is in editing. And yeah. you have to edit a good story. You can't just have extraneous crap in there for the sake of having extraneous crap. Yeah. So. No, you're right. Yeah. That's well, true. I can tell you that I think. I'm not going to give spoilers. If what I've heard is true, <laughs> I'm not. I will not. I, I promise I'm not going to give spoilers on, on one of these shows, not without huge, massive warnings. I will tell you, though, that my confidence level in this movie is high. And if what I've heard is true, I expect that there is going to be enough story content. And, and not that there's going to be so many different things, but what they have to cover is going to take enough time 
that I can't see them going under two and a half. Yeah. I just don't Good. think it's possible. Good. That would make me happy. Yeah. Well, I think as we said before, that was the last discussion point we had for the night. Unless you guys have anything else you want to throw in last minute. That's all I got. Yeah. Then, no, we are, then we are good to go. So, everybody, thanks for listening. It was great sharing our evening with you guys again. Uh, we're going to close the blast doors, come back at you guys in about a week. The music you hear in this podcast is the Imperial March by Cell Dweller. And tonight we're going to sign off. So, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.